Glad to have you with us on Community Matters, which is a Saturday thing on WBCK after the 8 o'clock news, and then anytime thing at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Richard Pyatt here. Thanks to Lakeview Ford Lincoln for making this show possible. So if you are an educator, you work to uh, educate children, maybe you know someone who does, they'll want to hear this, and perhaps so will you. Interesting information coming from Marshall Community Credit Union. And by the way, you might say, well, I'm not in Marshall. Uh -uh, Don't go away yet because you may be in the zone we're talking about. Elisa Jones and Laura Van Dyke are here from Marshall Community Credit Union to tell us about a mini-grant program. Welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So tell us now, when money is involved, you have our attention. (laughs) What is happening with this mini-grant program? So we have um, actually been providing many grants to local educators since 2010. Um, Our mini grant program is meant to help teachers purchase materials that otherwise aren't funded by their school district or special projects. And the goal is to help bring those to life, those, those great ideas that those educators have. 2010. So I would imagine then there are people who know about this after all this time, and they're waiting to apply, probably. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We historically um, worked with teachers in in school districts. We have student-led branch programs where students operate a mini credit union within their schools. So historically, um, we've we've focused on those schools, and this year we've made some changes to, to widen the scope to our entire membership base, which we serve many other counties besides Calhoun, including Barry, Branch, Eaton, Hillsdale, Jackson, Kalamazoo, and St. Joseph counties. Okay, so your grantees need to come from that territory, but that's quite a territory. Right, yes. They need to be an educator or faculty member of a K-12 through school in one of those counties in order to be eligible to apply. I'm also lingering on what you just said about young people operating mini credit unions in their school. We could probably have a whole conversation about that, but honestly, it's like a branch in the school? Yes. So um, education is a huge piece of Marshall Community Credit Union. I was actually a product of our CU in school program. My senior year of high school, I was selected as a student teller, um, got to go through the entire process of, of the credit union way. And that has led into a full-time career. Look at that. <laughs> uh, there, there could be careers just waiting to happen as a result of, uh, of a connection like this. So how did the mini-grant program start? We're obviously in the school system often. Um, we work very closely with teachers. We provide supplemental presentations, uh, especially to those schools that we work, work closely with. And it, it's, I mean, it's no secret that teachers spend a lot of their own money on, on materials to build their classrooms and do all of the extra fun things. And some of even just the critical things that, again, the school district doesn't have funding for. So we thought it was really important to be giving back to those community members that give so much to us. As well. We hear about how, uh, and we know, how things are costing more, et cetera. Have you seen the demand for this program go up? 
Yes, definitely. Um, we've received a lot of applications, especially um, luckily with this article that just went out, we've seen an influx in applications and there are many things on these applications that surprise us, just basic classroom materials, display cases, reading materials, reading materials, even dry erase board, phonics cards, anything like that. I think that you think as just a regular person, not in the not in the education business, but I've seen those and just thought, wow, that's not that's not a part of the gig. Uh, you don't just get those things and, and you take for granted how much they actually are spending themselves. So it's nice to be able to give up to $750 potentially to a teacher and, and watch that affect their classroom in a positive way. Yeah, all of that makes sense. The idea that um, you would expect that a teacher has, I don't know, a, a long list of things the district gives them the, that they say, yes, I want this and this and this and that. There's clearly things that are off of that list that are extra. So $750 is what an educator could receive. Yes, that's the maximum that we grant per school year. So teachers are, are eligible up to that amount. Well, I would imagine that goes a long way when you're talking about phonics cards and things of that nature. So what a nice boost. How do you decide how much you're going to give away. So it's up to each teacher faculty member to to ask for the granted amount. A lot of people tend to put 750 as the max. Um, we like to see as much as we can details of what they will be spending. So providing links. Um, some some people have done a really great job and provided Amazon links or whatever. So it helps us determine. But typically, you know, we're reviewing that and then decide if it's worthy of the 750, if we have adjustments or anything like that. So it's, there's a, some back and forth between yeah. the, the people who are applying and, and what we're looking at. Is there a reporting requirement after they're done to, to tell you how they spent it? Yeah, typically we like to follow up and do a press release or see it in action, grab some pictures and, and see how it's impacting the students. So there is a, a follow-up of sorts that we do with with um, the recipients and yeah, just to ensure that we're making that impact and getting to see it firsthand because it is very heartwarming. I will say the, the credit union industry as a whole and the good that we get to do with those funds, um, it's a very heartwarming thing. When you say heartwarming, can you think of an occasion where a certain teacher or a, a certain thing they purchased with the money really was impressive to you and uh, stayed with you? Yeah, one one that I was really excited about that we granted this last year, it was from Marshall High School. This one in particular, they were purchasing additional books so all of the classes could be reading at the same time and it focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that was really a, a big impact that we were able to make. One that we're gearing up to award here soon is for a science fair. So bringing, bringing that to life and getting to see students enjoy those things that otherwise potentially if they didn't have that extra funding from us might not have been able to, to occur at all, or it might not be able to occur to the level in which it, it, it gets to. So Yeah, you get, they get a boost from it for sure. 
how many teachers, educators will receive a grant? Do you have a, a, a certain number you're focused on? Yeah, um, unfortunately, we are held to a budget. If I had it my way, we would we would say yes to everyone. And Elisa, my supervisor here, she's giggling because you know I I've, she's not lying. <laughs> I I love to say yes, and everything that I see come through, I'm like, oh, well, this is it. so. Yes, unfortunately, we are held to a budget. So we've we've changed our award cycle. So in the past, you could apply at any time. And they would just kind of trickle in. So now we build a, build them up into a group and, and it's a little bit more competitive than it has been in the past, which isn't a bad thing. But there is an award cycle that is listed on our, our website. So okay. we try and chunk up our budget based on those award cycles. So do you have a window for this process then, a timeline? Yes. Yep. It's um, listed on the website and I believe on the application as well. So currently we're accepting all applications through March 15th, and then they will have a decision by April 1st. And then the next cycle that we'll go through will be awarded on October 1st. So at the beginning of the school year, we accept applications, you know, obviously through the summer and everything. And and then the next award cycle would be October 1st, December 1st, and February 1st. Okay. So this is a twice a year opportunity. Four times. Yep. Four times a year. Wow. Richard, get with it. We do them quarterly. What a great opportunity then if someone didn't have uh, uh, the opportunity to think about it and take care of the application, but here comes the next quarter, there's a new opportunity. Yes, and we encourage people to, um, as much as we can, give give feedback on the overall application, if there was maybe something that was, was missing that might not have set them above the rest. and. People are absolutely encouraged to apply multiple times. Um, they could apply every single time. And and so it, just because it's, it is denied in one quarter doesn't mean that we won't consider it again. Um, it's just something that they, they might have to try again. But yes, they're definitely encouraged to. You know, one of the things that we looked at when, um, you know, Laura mentioned that we do them quarterly and we kind of... Um, ramped it up a little bit so it was more competitive was we just wanted to get the best of the best and make sure that the money that we were putting behind it was really um, something that was impactful. And so, I mean, even with our first round um, that we're currently reviewing, uh, we have seen that. It's definitely amplified. It's amplified the amount of uh, requests that we've gotten, but also with how we're scoring, we use a rubric to kind of level the playing field. We feel strongly about what we were doing before. It wasn't quite as process oriented, but when you multiply um, what you're bringing in, you know, you've got to put some structure behind that. And I mean, we're thrilled with the amount of, we're receiving them daily. I was envisioning you um, in the two weeks between the closing of applications and the award, you know, working 24 hours a day trying to sort those things out and the pressure that must be. But it's interesting that you've pointed out there's a structure to it. And that I imagine is tremendously helpful when you're trying to make these decisions. Yeah, we have a team meeting. Um, I think our team meeting to discuss this current round that we're deciding on, um, I think it was uh, two hours. 
but we all had to do the research ahead of time, right? So you have to read the grant and understand what we're talking about so we can have a fruitful discussion and then um, grading through the rubric and deciding. And of course, then you've got the notifications that go out and all the kind of behind the scenes things that, that gets involved, but it's it's so worth it. And, you know, it's also, you know, Laura talked about the heartwarming programs that we see, and that's the insight into a school system that we often don't have if we're not educators. It's very eye-opening. I'll bet it is. All right. So folks just need to go to your website and find that application, right? Yes. Under our education tab along. So you'll see many grades and you'll actually see our scholarship um, application there as well, which is currently open for graduating seniors, high school seniors. So they can apply for that as well while they're out there. That's MarshallCommunityCU.com under the education tab you'll see the uh, application there for the mini grant. And we'll link that too in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. So if you're driving, can't uh, remember that link, just remember battlecreekpodcast.com. Look for this episode and you can click through from the show notes there. Elisa Jones and Laura Van Dyke with Marshall Community Credit Union. This is very exciting. Make sure you uh, set your calendars so you know when the uh, time will be to uh, apply for this. As you heard, you don't have to sit it out if you've applied before. You can apply again in the succeeding quarter. So check that out from Marshall Community Credit Union. Thanks to you both. 